This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, my name is Roy Knight for the Christian Gentleman. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 26 and 27 says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Whenever we become a Christian by being baptized into Christ, we become partakers of his ministry. Whenever we consider the word partakers, we need to consider that it is found numerous times throughout Scripture. The word partaker comes from two words meaning part and taker, or thus to take part in something. It implies the idea of sharing in or having fellowship with or participating in something. As we look throughout Scripture, we see, first of all, that we, once we are in Christ, are partakers of His suffering. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and verses 6 and 7, it says, Now if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer, or if we are comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope for you is steadfast, because we know that as you are partakers of the sufferings. You remember that Jesus said in John chapter 15 and verse 20, Remember the word that I have said to you? A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. Also, Paul went on to say in Second Timothy in chapter three and verse twelve, "Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution." The Hebrew writer said in chapter ten and verse twenty-three and following, recalling the afflictions by which these early Christians endured. He said, but recall the former days in which, after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings, partially while you were made a spectacle both by reproaches and tribulations, and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. For you had compassion on me and my chains, and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. And thus, when we become Christians, we become partakers of his sufferings. However, we also need to consider in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 7, as it is said, and our hope for you is steadfast, because we know that as you are partakers of the sufferings, notice this, so also you will partake of the consolation. And that idea of consolation means to receive comfort or refreshment. And knowing that we are partaking of the ministry of Christ Jesus, we are encouraged and built up. I'll talk more on that just a little bit later on. But number three, we become partakers of his grace. Paul would say in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 3 and following, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, 
that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both of my chains and in the defense of the confirmation of the gospel, you all are, notice this, partakers with me of grace. That idea of being partakers of Paul of this grace speaks about the grace of God or God's unmerited favor by which he gives unto the Christian. We see that joy of receiving grace even during times of persecution whenever we look at Acts chapter 5 and verse 41. It says, For they departed, speaking of the apostles that have just been beaten from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And thus we are partakers of his grace, even though we may be going through times of persecution. Number four, Paul would say in Colossians chapter 1, verse 12, he says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. And I find it interesting that the Father, God, has qualified us for salvation. He would link that over to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 5, which says, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us acceptable in the beloved. So I find it interesting in verse 12 that he has qualified us, but also that he has made us acceptable before the beloved in that he has provided for us a plan of salvation that upon following it that we may have everlasting life. But notice that Colossians chapter 1 and verse 12 and following goes on to say, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. We remember in the Old Testament that the children of Israel was given an inheritance of land in the promised land of Canaan. However, as far as Christians, we have an inheritance, notice this, of the saints in the light. We do not have an inheritance here upon this earth, but we have an inheritance in a better place. Of all of those who live by faith in Hebrews chapter 11, it is said in verse 16, but now they desire a better that is a heavenly country. We have an inheritance in a heavenly country. Number five, Hebrews chapter three and verse one says, therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. And the Hebrew writer would say here that we are a partaker of the heavenly calling. It is God's call unto us to come out from the world to be his children. Paul, writing in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verses 8 and 9, says, Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. Notice this in verse 9, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. How does God call us? Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 14 says, To which he called you by our gospel 
for the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 41, whenever Peter and the apostles preached that first gospel message, that was heaven's call to humanity to be right with God, and thus the instructions that were given was to repent and be baptized, every one of them, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. We see in verse 41 that it says, Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Number six, we find that we are partakers of his holiness. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 9 and following it says, Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them. But he for our profit that we may be partakers of his holiness. Our earthly fathers chastened us to bring us up into maturity. Thus likewise our heavenly father chastens us to bring us out of this world of sin in order to bring us to holiness. You remember Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 4 says, Just as he chose us in himself before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Peter would say in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 15, But as he has called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. And thus, through God's chastening, he brings us out of this world of unholiness into a world of holiness, understanding that true holiness comes through the sacrifice of Christ Jesus. And then finally, number six is found in Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 4, by which, having been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And thus we are partakers of the divine nature. In 1 John chapter 3 and verses 2 and 3, it says, Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that whenever he is revealed that we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. And thus we become partakers of the divine nature. All of this we partake of whenever we partake of Christ, whenever we become Christians. All of these blessings are ours whenever we partake of Christ Jesus. However, whenever we are not a part of Christ Jesus, we cannot receive these blessings. If you would like to know more about being a partaker with Christ and the glory that is to come, 
You can contact my friends at the Ulaga Church of Christ, or you can contact me directly by email at stgeorgecfc at yahoo.com. I would love to hear from you. That's all I have for right now. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. May the Lord bless you as you seek to do His will, and I'll see you next time on The Christian Gentleman. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.